You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Good morning. Good morning. Or afternoon or evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, good that time. (laughs) It's morning for us, though. Yeah. How's everybody doing this week? Well, Chelsea, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. (laughs) You're welcome. I wish we could hear their responses. It's just another um, podcast recording morning of us having no plan. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Pressing record. Pressing record. Welcome to our beautiful intros. We know that they wow you each week. We want to keep you on your feet, on your toes. Does that make sense? No. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thanks um, for listening again to the Heart and Soul podcast. This is episode six. What the heck? I know. We've already been at this for a month and a half. half. Whoa. (laughs) That's crazy. It is crazy. Um, But you guys just continue to blow us away every week with your responses and messages and emails and everything so seriously it means the world to us please keep it coming yeah it makes our day every time so yes it's seriously so awesome we like can't even I literally can't even (laughs) everybody loved last week's episode oh my gosh yeah Macy was is she not just a little angel baby she really is everyone's just like whenever they talk about Macy they just like get speechless I know because she's so well-spoken so many people were like I want to be her friend. She's so cool. I know. We're like, I know. That's how we feel. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we are her friends. We are her friends. <laughs> we feel so special. Anyway. Um, okay, so. This week we don't have a guest. You just get to listen to our beautiful voices the entire time. But we've got a really cool um, topic that we're going to be discussing today. Mm-hmm. Relationships, self-love, um, everything in between when it comes to um, relationships, just because you know it is Valentine's Day week. Yeah. So tomorrow. Tomorrow. So the theme is love. Yeah, love of all kinds. Um, we will touch on our actual relationships, mm-hmm. some friendships, um, self love, and we don't want this to be all about like, oh, look at us, like being successful in our relationship. Like we want lol because L O L the lack of success. <laughs> I've had in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. So we really want this to like hit all um, areas and relate to anybody that could be yeah. listening right now. So yeah. we're going to do our best to do that. We don't want anyone to feel less than or... Or left out. And so yeah. give us grace with that. We're, we are only human. Mm-hmm. So we might not touch on every single thing, but um, of course Chelsea brought a binder with... A list of things to touch on so that we don't forget. Exactly. We're we're getting like a little bit more structured, I feel like. Yeah. If you have the notes in front of us, we'll remember to touch on things that we meant to. So, um, with that being said, before we get into our happies and crappies, I think we should read a review. Yes. Yes. So, we keep forgetting to ask you guys to do this, but it would be awesome if you guys rated us as well as left us a review. Um, because you can tap the little star rating, but what people really look for is those written reviews. Mm-hmm. So that would be great if at the end of this podcast or right now you pause and you rate us one. That would be awesome. Um, let's see. I'm going to pick one and I'm going to let you read it. <gasps> so How's that sound? I'm so nervous. <laughs> okay. 
read this one. Okay. This one is from, can we say who it's from? Yeah. Caitlin G411. She says, love, love, love this podcast. After, after listening to episode five, sign me up. I love the laughter, light, and love that this podcast brings to my day. Thanks, heart and soul, for making my work days go by so much faster. Aww. Aww. <laughs> That's so sweet. so sweet. I love it. Thanks, Caitlin G411. We appreciate you. We're so glad that you listen, and we appreciate you and the fact that you left us a review, and we love hanging out with you, too. Yes. This is the best part of our week as well. It really is. Yeah. We get really pumped up and giddy about it. So thank you. Thank you. All right. I feel like I always start with happies and crappies, so I'm going to let you start. Oh, no. Let's do it. Okay. My happies of the week are Michael's out of town this week. That's not my happy. (laughs) I was like, uh. But with Michael being out of town. I know, relationships. (laughs) With Michael being out of town, he's going to be so mad at this, but, um. That means that the dog gets to sleep in bed with me. I know, y'all. It's so bad. But we've, like, trained it to sleep in its crate. Um, Sorry. His name is Bear. It is a he. (laughs) Um, That is what he identifies as. Um, But he usually sleeps in his crate. And Michael's not very good about, um, like, staying asleep when he's in bed with us. So whenever Michael goes out of town, I get to cuddle with Bear all night. And we sleep together. And it's just precious. Like, we legit cuddle. That's it's so, so cute. cute. He's like the floppiest little, squishiest little puppy. I know. He's so flop. Mr. McFlopperson's. That's what we call him. <laughs> Mr. McFlopperson's. He's so cute. I wish I could still pick Wrigley up like that, but she's huge. He's so, so bendy. He is. Like, he's like he a just little like folds into like, he's like a baby. beach chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my happy of the week. My crappy... Um, I had like a really overwhelming day yesterday because I just feel like, and I'm sure everyone can relate to this, that there is just not enough time in the day sometimes. Like mm-hmm. when, especially those days where you have like appointment after appointment after appointment, and then the things that you like need to get done in between, you're like, you actually physically have no time to do them. Yeah. Those are like, that was one of my day. That's how my day went yesterday. And it was like super overwhelming. So, um, I think that, like, my crappy is my lack of time management and the fact that I need to get better at it. But it also made me realize that, like, it's a good thing to have my schedule filled with things that I do love doing. It's just I need to be better at finding, like, the time to balance it all. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to say no to things it's hard that to say no. yeah. are contributing to your goals, you know, and you feel like, yeah. oh, I have to take on all these things in order to make X, Y, and Z happen, but... It's so important to, like, remember to leave time to eat lunch and, like, oh my gosh, get yeah. your own workout and just, like, have a, you know, fresh breath of air every yeah. now and then. So I totally, totally understand that. And Yeah, like, yesterday I didn't eat lunch until, like, 3 o'clock, which is rare for me. Like, I never skip a meal. So, mm-hmm. but except for, like, back in the day, listen to yeah. episode 3. <laughs> um, but... I, like, stuffed this tomate sandwich down my mouth, which is, like, my favorite wrap of all time, and I, like, didn't even enjoy it, and I was so mad, because mm-hmm. I, like, was so, so go, 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 and so hungry, but then last night at Seoul, I was coaching, I would, like, burp randomly, <laughs> and it would, like, smell like Himalayan chicken from <laughs> tomate. Oh, that one is so good. It's incredible. I love that It's one. life-changing. Yeah. But, yeah, so I got a little taste of my lunch all night long. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What are your happies and crappies, Chelsea? 
I feel like I was thinking about this earlier today and I had so many and now I'm trying to think back to what they actually were. (laughs) (laughs) Deep. Hashtag deep. Um, Let's see. So I loved teaching yoga at Seoul last week. That was definitely awesome. Um, Yeah, that was awesome. Just like a fun little group and sometimes... Like you were saying, one of those like busy days where you feel like you're starting to lose your way or like your love for what you're doing. Sometimes little pick me ups like that just yeah, put like things back into perspective. Resets. Yeah, um, we got some more wedding things checked off our to do list this weekend, which was nice because yeah. now we literally are done with all the big planning stuff, and now we just have to like wait until all the small details things. So now you kind of get a yeah. little break. Um, we got a new couch. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. I, I'm supposed to be getting a new camera today. So fingers crossed I'm home for the delivery. I'm really stoked about that. I launched my photography workshop. What a freaking week for you. Here I am like, I get to cuddle um, with my dog. And you're like, I got a couch, <laughs> a camera, I got a workshop. Yeah, we decided that the couch is going to be our um, Valentine's Day gift to each other. We're not going to do anything else. Yeah, good call. You know budget because couch <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah it's just been a, a good week I would say my crappy was last week I kind of like what you were touching on was it last week or the week before when you were saying how you felt like Michael was having an off week and you oh, thought yeah. it was because of you I kind of had a similar situation where I f- just kind of like came undone Friday night talking to Jordan because I feel like I've been so go, 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 like nonstop all day, every day, working towards my goals and all the projects that we're working on both together and separately. And I don't know what it was, but we were just like laying on the couch together. And I was like, I just want you to know that everything that I'm doing right now, I'm doing for you and like for us to Mm -hmm. build this like life together. And I'm doing this now so that we have flexibility and we can spend more time together um, down the road, but I just feel like I've been dropping the ball on prioritizing you and, like, our time together, and and I just started, like, bawling Mm. because I felt like – I felt like that, even if he didn't, that I just, like, wasn't being a good enough fiancé, whatever. Um, I feel weird saying that. Wife, fiancé, almost wife. Yeah. (laughs) Um. And he was like, I haven't been feeling that at all. Like, I'm so proud of you and all that you're doing. Mm. And then, of course, then I started crying more because I was like, oh, my gosh, I love you so much. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it was just good. It was like a happy and a crappy because, you know, the the feeling of it was crappy, but it was happy in his response and, like, making me feel okay about it Mm -hmm. and that. I was like, I just want us to communicate all the time. And if I feel like this, like, don't think I'm crazy, but I'm going to tell you because I need that reassurance every now and then that we're all right and we're going to always make that time for each other no matter how crazy things get. So Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with, like, I think that's one of the biggest lies that we tell ourselves as women is that, um, like, we put this pressure on ourselves that we're not good enough for X, Y, Z. I mean, whatever it is. So, like, for you in this situation, it was – you're not a good enough fiance because, Mm -hmm. because you're trying to be a good enough photographer. So it's like you put so much pressure on yourself when your partner or, um, whatever the actual like situation is, 
isn't putting that pressure on you. Like it's all yeah. internal. Yeah. No, like he was like, no, you're good. Like, yeah. Going back to that whole, what is the story? What yeah. What's the, the story that you're was telling the yourself story in my head of like, oh my gosh, he's being like, you know, he's backing off because I'm just, you know, he, not paying attention to him. Meanwhile, he like, didn't think that at all. Yeah. He was like, no, you're fine. I'm so proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing. I love that. So, yeah. I mean, I don't love that you believe lies, but I love that he was like, no, nah, dude, you're yeah. good. Yeah. That was fun. I'm sure he called you dude too. He did. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect segue into kind of what we're going to be talking yeah. about today. Just yeah. navigating through relationships. Um, they're hard. They're just, but they're great. Like yeah. there's just so, um, there's so many different aspects to a good and healthy relationship. And that does mean having mm-hmm. those hard moments and those hard conversations, um, and those like bumps in the road that you need to conquer together. But, um, yeah, we're just going to go through and talk like, we don't really have, we have a plan, but we don't really have like mm-hmm. an, a, a flow. So we're just going to kind of talk about different, to- different topics such as self-love, such as like relationships with, um, a significant other or friendship relationships. And then, um, also kind of touch on some questions that y'all asked us through Instagram this past week about relationships. So, um, something too, that just popped up into my head, which I think is obviously relevant to this topic. I'll have to find exactly what the, um, title of this was, but I watched this Ted talk. Mm -hmm. I think my dad sent it to us last spring and it was basically, about all this like research on happiness and what like truly made people happy Mm -hmm. and it's a really really awesome TED talk but at the very end of it it basically said that it's the only measurement was relationships and like surrounding yourself with people and how connected you are to other humans and I was like yeah that's so true like it's so true like there's a documentary on that too I think it's called like happy or happiness uh-huh. or something it's on Netflix but it talks about like these different communities around the world and it bases like um it, it talks about like their level of happiness and um how it's not based off like money or finances or anything like that but the mm-hmm. community that they have surrounding them yeah which just like justifies like all that you know God says about us is that we were like built for relationship we were built for community yeah. Like, we will thrive and find, like, abundance of joy in community. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm not kidding, y'all. Yeah. This Make those relationships. Yeah. Like, this was the plan all along. That's so true. Um, I'll have to, like, look back in my email archive and see if I can find the exact link. And I'll share it on Instagram for you guys because it was such a good listen slash watch. Um, yeah. And I think the times that we, like, are, like... I don't want to say the word depressed because I, I don't take that word lightly, mm-hmm. but like sad are, are the moments and are, are the seasons in life where we've like isolated ourselves. Yeah. So like if yeah. we're kind of hiding behind something or um, just like not letting people into whatever we're dealing with, then that those are the moments in life where we're most quote unquote depressed or alone. Yeah, you, you know, alone. you feel it like you can... It just, like, infiltrates into every part of your life mm-hmm. um, when you start blocking people out and blocking out those relationships. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely go um, – if you can find that TED Talk. If we can find that TED Talk, we'll post it on our Instagram. And then I'll also screenshot the um, 
documentary on Netflix because it's so yeah. interesting. Like, yeah. it's really cool. So, in the notes that I kind of wrote out just in like bullet points of what we want to talk about today, I have self-love first um, for a couple different reasons, but primarily just because I think that before you have self-love, it's impossible to have any other relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you agree? Yeah. So I wanted to touch on that first because I I know personally, which is crazy saying this, because really I met Jordan when I was like 22 turning 23, so I still feel like I was so young. Yeah. But before that, I was so um, just like jaded, you know? I'd been not in a lot of relationships. I just had a lot of like touch and go type situations with people coming in and out of my life like meaning in romantic relationships and I never really like saw myself for what I was and like who I wanted to be Mm -hmm. and I sort of went through this little phase outside of graduating from college where I was like you know what right now I'm not even ready to commit to being in a relationship because I need to find out exactly who I am and what I want out of life and once I literally came to a place where I was, I feel like, I don't know about you first, but for so long, I like put my worth into whether or not I had a relationship because when so many people around you are, you feel like, well, am I not good enough? Like, yeah. why can't I get someone to stick around or like see me for who I am? But I was like, no one's going to see me for who I am if I can't even see myself mm. for who I am. So anyway, I ended up having this like epiphany and totally came to a place where I was happy being by myself and then I met Jordan yeah and it worked like we didn't have to try it just happened and I feel like it wasn't until I got to that place which I don't even know like what advice I would give for finding that um Mm -hmm. but I feel like that was what led to totally yeah I think self-love is huge I think that when I think I think when a lot when the world thinks of self-love it's usually like um what can what can you do for you? How can you like um take time out of your day to like mm-hmm. better serve you, you 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 and it becomes selfish, but I think the the what what I believe is true is like the foundation of self-love comes from how you believe that God loves you. Mm-hmm. So like if you believe that God's that your worth is in God's um view of you, then you're going to love yourself for who God created you to be and not necessarily for your mistakes or for your sins or for mm-hmm. um, whatever whatever circumstance you're in. You're not going to love yourself just based off that. You're going to love yourself based on, like, the worth of who you are when you were created. Right. Um, and that's, like, easier said than done, right? Like, you can always say to someone else, like, you're so worthy, you're um, created in God's image, but to like truly believe that and see that in yourself is right. Is like a day-to-day thing. And that's what I, that's the advice I would give is like self-love isn't just this like destination that you arrive at. I think it's a daily like um, choice. Like mm-hmm. I am committing to loving the skin that I'm in because this is the skin that God created. And if he didn't want me to love it, then he wouldn't have put me here for this next day. Right. You know, like, so I think it's a day-to-day choice. And Honestly, I think that's how all relationships are, is like daily choosing that person, choosing um, to love instead of choosing to walk away or give up. Yeah. And I think you can think of it like your own self-love and self-worth as a relationship in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Like 
would I want to be with me yeah right now? like how do I feel about myself and like am I giving myself grace am right. I showing myself compassion yeah you know like all the things that you would want to experience from a partner or you would want to give to a partner or are you having that relationship with yourself yeah and I've, it obviously goes so much deeper than body image mm-hmm. because I feel like it just goes for literally loving yourself, all parts of you. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you, so when you were going through your eating disorder, um, like time in your life, mm-hmm. how did that affect your relationships? Were you in any relationships during then? Or like if you were, how do you think they would have been affected? Oh, yeah. So I dated, um, it affected all of my relationships, but specifically I dated two guys during that season of life. It was a couple of years, okay? So fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like dating around. <laughs> um, but that's perfectly validated. Thank you. I was dating, uh, I dated two separate guys during that season. And I think what I learned most about a dating relationship and, what I saw most that was like happening in all my other relationships was that I was so selfish during that time because literally the only thing that I cared about was, um, what I looked like right. was myself, was my weight. And that was all that my focus was on. And so I was a terrible partner. Like I didn't want to do anything that didn't serve me first. Um, and my, I think that my, significant others during that time like definitely saw that there was a huge like pull towards like even something as simple as like well no we can't eat at that restaurant because I don't want to because it has x y and z on the menu and I can't eat that you know so it's just like it was so it was so self I was so selfish and that infiltrated through friendships too um it it made me like ignore friends because I was either one um embarrassed or, um, ashamed. And so I think that it, I didn't put friendships first. I put myself first in all situations. So yeah, I think that I know that during that season of life, I was not equipped to have a healthy relationship because I was so focused on me. Mm -hmm. Right. And obviously both of those relationships that I was in ended (laughs) because of me. Yeah. Yeah. But I do feel like, obviously, that's completely on the opposite end of the spectrum. But mm-hmm. I do think there should be a time where you do focus on yourself when you're not in a relationship. So yeah. that when you are, you're able to give someone else um, 100%. Yeah. Isn't there like a, a RuPaul quote that's like, honey, if you, ain't love, like, if you can't love yourself, how the hell is someone else going to love yeah. you? Or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. Like. It is so you, you true. Need to get to that place. So, with all that being said, sorry if I said that word. By the way, do we have to mark explicit now? Oh hell no! Yeah, okay. Hell hell hell! <laughs> I just said it three times. Okay. So, what advice would you give to someone who maybe right now is single, hates Valentine's Day, um, maybe hasn't been successful in recent or past relationships, and is just kind of feeling isolated? Oh my gosh! Moment? This is something I'm so passionate about. All my single ladies out there, I feel you. I can relate. I can empathize with you. I I know the feeling of like feeling 
like, oh my gosh, how am I still single? Or why am I still single? What is the purpose in this? Mm -hmm. Um, All my friends are dating. Why am I alone? Um, There's a couple things that I will say to that. One, your relationship status does not define your worth. So if you think that you're single, you being single means that you are not worthy of love, you need to stomp on that lie because that is straight up lie. You need to believe that you are not defined by your relationship status, Um, which is, again, easier said than done. But I just want you to hear that truth. Like, that is not your worth. Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing is there is no formula for having a healthy relationship. Yes, there are ways to work towards having healthy relationships, like, i.e., what we just talked about, loving yourself better. You're You're able to love others better if you love yourself. But there is no formula of like, if you are X amount in love with who you are, then then a boyfriend comes into your life. Or if people used to always say this to me and it would drive me crazy. If you are this satisfied with God, then God will give you your person. I want to be like, honey. No. Were you ever 100% satisfied with God? And if so, tell me everything because I'm pretty sure this side of heaven, I'm never going to feel complete satisfaction until I'm like experiencing him face to face. So I I hate that like formula mindset of like, if I do this, then I'll get a man. Right. Um, And then also, wait, what was, I don't even know the question. (laughs) Oh, advice for people who are single (laughs) is just the, the weight is worth it. Yeah. Um, that, that's the biggest thing. I, I mean, I, obviously I'm still young, like I'm only 30 years old, but like in the Bible belt, uh, Southern world that I live in, I feel like I got married late. late yeah. Um, like I was 29 when I got married. Um, and like all of my other friends, not all, that's a extreme, but 98.9% of my friends were married. Mm-hmm. Um, some with babies, some just in completely different seasons of life than me. And speaking of marriage, my husband just called me. Um, but you should know we're recording. I know, rude. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was late. And, and I think that's something that I can see now being on the other side. Oh my gosh, what sounds so gross. I hate that I just said that. <laughs> But, like, being married now, I can see that the wait was so worth it and that the timing that God had for me in finding Michael and finding my person was perfect. Yeah. I was going to say, like, my biggest advice whenever I talk to people that are feeling like that, like, oh, why can't I just meet somebody? Like, everything's just not working. Mm -hmm. I always want to put it into perspective of, like, how exciting is it that God has, like, handpicked that person for you and he has him waiting? Mm-hmm. And, like, the, you're, once you meet that person, you've met him and you're never going to be alone again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're never going to get this. Not that, I, look, I am so happy and I am so excited to be married and I'm ready. But, like, you're never going to get this time back to yourself. So you might as well use it now to like for all that it's worth to travel, to find who you are, to just be on your own and like not have any one to be accountable to, you know, um, not that there's anything wrong with that when you are in a relationship, but like, this is the time for you to do it. Once you meet that person, you've met them and maybe you're, you don't know that, but you're going to get married and then you're going to be together for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. I know that sounds really 
kind of weird, but like it's so true. Yeah, and you're like you're never gonna know when that point is, so you might as well just live in the moment now. Yeah, and like this season of being single or this season of waiting is not like a like a pause button in life. It's not like a no. void season. Like there's so much purpose in it. And exactly. Like you're not any better than anyone else just because you're married. Yeah. Like your time isn't more important. Your words aren't more wise. Your opinions yep. aren't more strong. You are not any better because you are married and you are not any worse because you are single. Yeah. We are all in this together and in the season of life that we're supposed to be in for a reason. And so live out that purpose. If that purpose is to pour into your friendships, if that purpose is to travel more, if that purpose is to switch up your job and switch up your career because like, what do you got to lose? You don't have to support anything right now besides yourself. You know, like, there's so much purpose in it, and it's not. Oh, I, I just get so heated I when do too. Oh, I just get so heated because oh, I've, been I've been on both there. sides. Yeah. Like I've been on the side where it was like, well, once you're satisfied in God, you'll find your man, or or once I'm in a relationship, I'll be happy. Or yeah, like you don't really understand because you're not married. Or um, I remember people would say like, I'm sorry, I just like can't do that because I need to spend time with my husband. Like. Like, my time wasn't spent well because I was single and not spending it with a husband. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not what people are trying to say. Like, some of this is coming from, like, a place of I need to, like, not be so bitter and heal. <laughs> but um, but I know that the way that we can receive things is just, like, that every – I don't know. It's just that everyone's against – not against us, but I don't know. I know what you mean. I, I don't know how to word this, but I hope that – those who are single can relate and I hope that those who are in a relationship remember what it was like to be single and like can be gracious be gracious like no 100% I don't know agree with that I'm fired up we need to change the topic (laughs) we can go on I know I could talk about this forever let's just say we've both been there we're here for you one day it's gonna come and you're not broken you're not yeah (laughs) and we love you okay yeah um Oh, this is just a quote that I saw on a bumper sticker and I wrote it down because I loved this. Yes. Going along with self-love, in it, this quote said, don't change the way you look, change the way you see. Mm. And I was like, ooh, oh. just straight to the heart. A dagger to that, the soul. Right? I will say that whenever I was, like, upset about something, I would love, like, you know how they always say, like, watch out, girls after breakups are going to change their hair. Like, yeah. That's so true, but it's like, I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because sometimes a fresh new look changes your outlook. Uh But also, when it comes down to it, don't change the way you look. Change Change the way you see see the situation, yeah. I hope that made sense. That makes total sense. In fact, I hope that one day you see our quotes on bumper stickers (laughs) and you're like, hmm. Heart and soul. Heart and soul. Yeah. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but I just saw this heart and soul quote, and it was <laughs> it got me good on a bumper sticker. <laughs> okay, moving along. So now that we've been talking for 30 minutes on that, yeah. Um, I feel like this subject can go for a while too, but we got time, right? Yeah. yeah. So, tell me about a friendship that taught you a big lesson. You don't have to share like deep stuff, but. Or if you don't want to, I can I can go first. Yeah. Um, 
I want you to go first. Okay. I feel... Like, gather your thoughts. I need to gather my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't have to talk about anything recent. Okay. I know it's still a little... Yeah. Okay. Like, wrong. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't even know what this... Well, this lesson, I guess, would be about, like, grace and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try to make this really long story as short as I can. I told you this story. Um, I had a really close friend of mine... We were friends in high school. We were living in the same city for college. And if she's listening to this, I doubt she is. But if she ever is, I hope that she doesn't take this the wrong way and that she knows that I've moved past it and forgive her um, and wish her all the best. But we had a really big falling out in college because I had found out that not only was she talking badly about me behind my back, but she would... We would go out together, and she would be doing drugs, and, like, yeah. I heard caught wind that she had been shoplifting and offering, like, drugs to some of my friends, and, like, don't get me wrong, I would go out and party with her. I drank, but I definitely didn't do that, mm-hmm. and it would just put me in these, like, vulnerable situations that I didn't even know were happening. I was just very naive to the situation, and, like, for example, one night... We went out together. She had drank, like, a couple bottles of wine and apparently had done drugs in a bathroom somewhere and then stayed at my apartment that night. And, like, God forbid something would have happened. I would have had no idea why. Yeah. Um, and that scared the crap out of me. And um, at the time, I was, like, trying to get into the nursing program. And so there was, like, a lot on the line for who I surrounded myself with. Um, and so I had to have a conversation with her. And I tried not to be... Um, assuming or attack I probably could have like looking back on about about it a little bit softer but I was just really upset Mm -hmm. and um, I was like look I just can't be around this at this point in my life and like I love you and I want to be your friend but until you move past this season of your life like I don't think I can surround myself with it Mm -hmm. and of course she was very defensive and like you know, at the time was probably going through whatever she was in her life, so no judgment for it, but she went, then went on to, like, tweet and post on social media all these, like, really mean, mean things about me mm-hmm. um, that were really, really hurtful, and after a while of that going on that I knew were all directed at me, um, I finally sent her one last text, and I was like, look, message got we're not friends anymore. I get it. Like, you don't have to keep writing all these terrible things about me on social media because I know they're about me. And, like, I hope you have a great life, but, like, I'm done. Like, you don't need to keep posting. I got mm-hmm. it. Loud and clear. Yeah. And it was right after that that I moved to Wilmington and, like, kind of had a fresh start and somehow never ended up running into her for years. We literally, like, cut ties, stopped talking, that was it. And we were, like, really close. Yeah. And um, after we graduated college, I feel like it was a year or so after graduating college, I got a random message from her asking for forgiveness pretty much and saying, like, I'm so sorry for all the things that I did to you. And, you know, I was just going through a really bad time. And I know that you were only wishing the best. And, like, at first when she sent this message, I just was so shook and like taken off guard that I couldn't answer right away I was just like all right I need to process this 
I feel like I need to pray on it and just wait because if I answer now, I don't really know what the heck I'm going to say, if I'm even still mad or not. And then I didn't answer her, and she, like, sent me a picture of a gift that I had given her years before, like, in high school. And I was like, okay, maybe she's trying to be like, look, I still think about you. I still have this. I still keep it. So then I was like, all right, I really need to answer her. She's reaching out, and I was like, look, I forgive you and I'm so sorry that you you went through that like what you said and what you did to me really hurt me and I couldn't get past that to continue on with our friendship but I'm so glad that you're turning your life around and really do wish you all the best like Mm -hmm. I wasn't about to be like okay let's hang out tomorrow yeah (laughs) but I feel like it really just taught me that forgiveness is is never gonna push you down any further like we didn't have to be friends but like who knows how big of an effect me giving her that forgiveness could have had on the rest of her life or her recovery experience or whatever it was right. that she was going through. And it, I feel like it really was just a moment that changed my outlook on that type of thing. Like the person that literally has hurt me the most in terms of friendships, um, I was able to forgive. And I feel like that's only because of my faith and like what God put on my heart to do because I definitely didn't have to even respond to her. Yeah. I didn't have to acknowledge her after that. And um yeah, I would say that was like that's huge. Biggest lesson in in that. So, I feel like what that said to me is you don't need to hang on to toxic relationships. Yeah. Like if there's a relationship in your life that's toxic, you don't have to bear it. Mm-hmm. Um especially if it's bringing you down. But also to know that, like, when you exit these toxic relationships or when you decide, like, this is not healthy for me in this season, I need to get, I need to step away from this. There's nothing wrong with there's that. There's nothing, one, there's nothing wrong with that except for that you're practicing self love. And two, have the perspective of, I don't understand this person, but I know that they have a story and, like, their story matters. I just don't understand it right now. Right. So I, I say that because, like, everyone has a story. Everyone has a reason for the way that they respond to things in certain in certain situations or the way that they handle certain situations. And it might not make sense to you, but in their head, it does. Right. It makes sense with what with how they're aligning their thoughts. So I think that, like, yes, get rid of toxic relationships, but also, like, like you said in the forgiveness part, like have that grace towards that person of like, this is not, this does not define them, but it does define our, it does define the fact that we need to step away from this friendship right now. Right. Right. Did that make sense? No, a hundred percent. Yeah, it did. Um, and again, it goes back to that like story versus truth. Yeah. And you just have to understand that whatever their story is, their actual like true story doesn't define you either Mm -hmm. so if you feel hurt by someone leaving you even like you might not be the toxic one in the relationship yet you still might be the one that ends up getting hurt yeah and that's okay that doesn't define you either yeah dude relationships are so tricky but yeah I agree like if it's um if it's toxic I feel like you have a gut feeling that's like I need to step away. Mm -hmm. And if you have that feeling, definitely pray about it. Definitely seek wise counsel, but also know that like, it's okay to not be friends with everyone. 
you can still love everyone without being their best friend. Yeah, for sure. And your life totally does like reflect or who you surround yourself with does have such a big impact on your life. When I was leaving the yoga studio last night, um, there was this thing on the radio talking about a study that was just done recently on 11-year-olds and how apparently at that age, it's like who you are friends with affects how you're going to grow up to be, like how intelligent you're going to grow up to be. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 11. I was trying to think back to like, who was I friends with when I was 11? And I still have two of those girls are in my wedding party. Yeah. I was um, say my best friends at 11 were still besties. Yeah. Um, but that, I was like, wow, that's so crazy. That like who they were talking about how you, sur- who's, bleh, I can't talk this morning, who you surround yourself with will also affect your study habits and how much you care about school and therefore oh, yeah, it, it affects, affects their everything. IQ scores, their literal IQ scores. Wow. So like parents, you know, watch out for who your kids hang out with, especially around that age. I was like, I can't even remember like any other friends I had at that age really because I'm not really friends with them except for those couple. But, yeah. yeah. That is true that though. Like who you surround yourself, you become. Who yeah. you surround yourself with, you become like them. So be discerning. You're allowed to do that. You were so allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. All right, should we move on to actual relationships? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Are you okay? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, so talking about what our um, relationships were like before our current significant others, and what did they teach you about yourself? Yeah, um... One thing that I've learned from my past relationships is that no time is time wasted. Yes. Especially when um, you look at it from this perspective of like, what is God trying to teach me or what did he teach me in that season? Mm -hmm. Um, So as much as I do say and probably think sometimes like, I wish I never met that person or I wish I didn't waste my time, waste that many years of my life (laughs) being in a relationship with whoever. Yeah. I do know that there was purpose in that season and I grew I grew from each relationship that I was in. So yeah. I don't think that there's such thing as a waste of time. But yeah, I've I um I had I would I would say I've only been in love three times. <laughs> um but I was I had this big love in high school that lasted um into college. Mm-hmm. I would say he was my first love. Um and that was like just this sweet, um, cutesy love. Cutesy love, mm-hmm. like everything was romantic. Everything was high school, you know, mm-hmm. like what you would dream of in a rom com for like a high school movie. Like that's what it was like, and it was emotional and reckless, and um, nothing <laughs> was like a Taylor Swift. Lyric. Yeah, that was Taylor Swifty, <laughs> but like nothing was logical. It was just like you act from your emotions. Everything's yeah. I love you, yeah. and I think that those relationships are so impactful. You need that. Like you yeah. need that season of life where you're just like I'm a psycho, Cupid psycho. Like I everything is based <laughs> off how I feel, because yeah. then it teaches you like the the importance of reasoning and the importance of like thinking and mm-hmm. um not acting just from your heart but acting from your head too um so that was like my first love and then I dated I didn't really date anyone super serious in college um besides like be, still being in love with that high school guy but um I dated people 
Um, and I would say, like, I'm, I've always been, like, a date-to-get-married kind of person. So I never really just, like, dated around. Mm-hmm. But um, so, like, even if I would date someone, I, would, I would think I would, like, drag it out just to, like, see if it could yeah. turn into, like, a Possibly serious relationship. Which that's probably a fault of mine is, like, dragging it out too long, too mm-hmm. much hope <laughs> yeah. in something that's, like, never going to happen. Um, but then I also fell in love um, when I moved here. Um, and it was, it was like my first relationship when I moved here. And, um, I think that that relationship was so good for my like first adult love because it taught, it taught me one, how to, like how I communicate in relationships two how I lack thereof and communicate in relationships, things I needed to work on. Um, like I'm very much, I grew up in this like I grew up this way. I was, I've been this way since I was a kid, but I like shut off when things get hard Mm -hmm. instead of like approaching them head on. So like, I'm one of those people to like retreat and get quiet, um, when there's like a hard moment. And I learned that in this relation, in this specific relationship that like, oh my gosh, I really do that. And I really need to work on not doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, I also learned like the importance of being, um, in sync with your partner and really enjoying doing the same things together. Like, um, you don't necessarily have to have the exact same passions, but like enjoying those day to day boring moments because life is filled with mostly the little things and not those big extravagant, like high school love movie scenes. Like it is running errands. It is, um, cooking dinner. It's, it's those little moments. And if you're not like enjoying those little moments with your partner, then like maybe take a step back and be like, is this the right relationship for me? And like that first adult love, oh my gosh, I had so much fun with him. Like we're, we were so similar. We, um, were, we had very similar personalities. We would joke around. We enjoyed the same things. And like day to day, I was like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course there were things that like got in the way and there's a reason we're not together anymore, but like that season of life, which was like almost two years, was so pivotal for me in preparing me to be like the best version of myself for Michael when I met yeah, him. I love that. Um, and he's obviously my one great love. He's my third and final love. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I could talk about him for years. <clears throat> yeah. I love that. I don't even know what question I answered, but basically just went through some of my past. Past relationships. Past relationships. Yeah. I yeah. I, um, I really weirdly like didn't have any long relationships before Jordan, which is kind of crazy, but I dated around enough, like dabbled in things Mm -hmm. like in college and, um, that taught me a lot. And I guess like I was just so used to getting let down all the time because I would, like, compromise and settle a lot for, like, situations that I knew were wrong in my heart, but I was just like, oh, well, maybe it'll work out. Maybe it'll end up being different, and um, that really didn't ever happen, and I feel like every, not relationship, but, like, every guy that I was hanging out with or seeing or talking to, you Mm -hmm. know, college, which was just terrible, um... (laughs) That was, like, such a thing. Oh. Are you talking to him or are you yeah, dating him? Exactly. I'm like, what the cuss? Who even knows? What's the Who difference? Who even knows? Um, all the ones that I didn't like, it was easy to just kind of, like, brush off. But then any of them that I did actually start to, like, maybe see a potential to actually be in a relationship with would, like, hurt me or let me down or end up being 
someone who I didn't think they were, or they would ghost me, or which don't even get me started on that. Ghosting. Um, and so when I finally met Jordan, I like I knew right away, like first date, like he was a good guy. But I just I like didn't believe that he was real. I was like, this is too good to be true. Like, when is he gonna let me down? I would like text him and be like, yeah. Well, let's. When is gonna be the text when he just ghosts me and stops answering? Mm-hmm. Or when is he gonna start canceling plans on me? Or like, I was just so like walled up, ready to fight at that point. And um, I guess all the like all those relationships. I don't really know what they taught me about myself, but they they more like made me stronger in who I am. And like, I learned how to not settle and to literally just like never let my guard down Mm -hmm. (laughs) until I fully 100% felt it was real. Yeah. And I knew that was Jordan, but it was really, really hard to, like, fully let him in. And, um, like, for example, on our very first date, we talked about – I was like, oh, I'm training for this Spartan race. I'm like, I'm super excited for it. Me and my roommate and my other friend are going to do it. It's going to be so fun. He's like, oh, I'll do it with you. And I was like, okay, yeah. You're right. Yeah, right. (laughs) Literally the next day, he came and worked out with me. Like, that week or a couple weeks later, he signed up, and we did the race together, like, two or three months later. And then I was like, okay, I think maybe he's in this tournament. He just ran five miles with me through the mud. he better like me. And uh, barbed wire, I'm pretty sure he's in this (laughs) for the long haul. So, um, yeah. I I can relate to that. Like, I I have been – and I enter relationships with my walls up because I think that, like, when my past relationships ended, I saw it as like, they didn't choose me. What's wrong with me? Right, what yeah. did they not love about me? Exactly. Um, and it's hard Where not am to. I lacking? Um, and so I would enter like, I would, with Michael, for instance, my walls were up literally until like the day we got married. I was like, you could back out at any second. Yeah. I mean, I told him, I was like, you can change your mind. Like, he's like, I bought you a diamond ring. <laughs> I got down on one knee. Like, we're doing this. And I'm like, ah, yeah, but you never know. know. Like not until May 4th. Um, and so I think that that's a fault of mine too. Like I I think it's good to like be discerning and to be like aware, but also like when you're never, when you have those walls up and you don't allow those like sweet vulnerability moments to like happen and you don't like really get to experience all the love that you could receive from my, like from your person. So like Michael would like he loved me so hard. Yeah. He loved me so much. And I couldn't see it for so many, almost like over a year because I was like, he's going to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't trust it. Yeah. So I think like it's scary to open your heart up to something, but it's so worth it's it. It's so worth it. Yeah. And even if it fails, like even if they do end up not choosing you again, the, no time is time wasted. So like yeah. you learn something about being vulnerable, about being shameless, about, um, yeah, about who you are. Like, you just, there's no no time wasted. So let's um, not brag on, but maybe a little bit brag on our our boys. Yeah. What are, what are some things that you value most about Michael? Michael is steady. He is, um, well, he loves God more than any person I've ever met, which I never thought in my wildest dreams that God would give me such a godly man. <laughs> I, I, I hoped and mm-hmm. I prayed, but I just never thought I was, there we go again, good enough to like receive such a man of God. Um, so he hit first and foremost, he trusts God 
before he trusts anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of his decisions are based off um, how the Spirit's leading him. And that's, like, some something that I struggle with. So it's really beautiful to have, like, a leader in, in our relationship who, like, is all about what the Lord wants for us. Um, but, yeah, he's steady. He's... Um, He's very different than me. I'm I'm extroverted and loud and speak what's on my mind and don't think a lot. And he's very thoughtful and gentle and um, very, he thinks before he speaks. And yeah. when he speaks, it's meaningful. Um, and I absolutely love that about him. Um, sometimes I hate when I like say something, he's like, I need to think before I respond. Like he literally will say that. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'm like, just fight with me or something. <laughs> but he's like so steady and I love that. And I need that in life. He is weird. I, my, my, uh, maid of honor in her speech said like, I didn't think that I would find anyone as weird as Catherine until I met Michael. (laughs) And it's so true. Like he's like the perfect amount of weirdness for me. He's goofy. He's, um, I'm just obsessed with him. Like, I don't like, yeah, he annoys me sometimes. And like he, (laughs) when he chews, like food literally falls from his mouth (laughs) and he eats with his hands and it falls onto the ground. I'll never, I'll never understand. So there's things where I'm like, why? But at the end of the day, like he is just, he, I think you fall, find someone who makes you the best version of yourself and who believes in the best version of yourself, even when you're the worst version of yourself. He just believes in me. Yeah. And that's like unmatched. You can't find a love like that. I mean, it's just, yeah, I'm obsessed with him. (laughs) I am. Like he's so perfect for me. He's not perfect, but he's perfect for me. I love that. When I first started dating Jordan, all my friends were like, "Um, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but, like, he is literally the guy version of you. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know. But he's, like, enough different than me, I feel like, that it works. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I am super organized and, like, a very big planner, clearly, and he's not. And he likes to be more spontaneous and, like, brings out that side of me. But, um yeah, I I used to just think that was, like, so funny that people actually saw that. And I, I still think that's true today. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But, um... I just think it's, like, people are always, like, opposites attract. And, like, sometimes that's the case. Sometimes you do end up with someone who's just like you. But yeah. cele- being in a relationship where you're able to celebrate each other's differences is key. Right. Like, you're organized and, like, if... And he's not. So... But if he can celebrate that about you because yeah. he needs that, then... Yeah yeah baby exactly. like you found your match he doesn't need to be like OCD for you to like fall in love with him know. you know so I'm gonna embarrass myself again with this little anecdote um I think I want to say it was like my brother's ex-girlfriend actually that told me to do this but I was like so all about it um because when I was like going through stuff in college and like post-college that just you know I was getting let down time after time she was like you know what you should do like do not settle you should sit down and write out a list of all the qualities mm-hmm. and things about someone that you want and that you picture yourself with and that you wouldn't, like, settle for. And, like, that's not to say that he checked off every box, but, like, I remember I wrote it out, put it in, like, a book or something, and, like, never looked at it again, met him, like, fell in love with him, and then I found it later that summer, 
or like maybe even a year later and I read through it and I was just like oh my gosh this is everything that I wanted and more Mm -hmm. and like of course there was a few things here and there I was like okay that was a little bit much but like it's so worked to actually be like okay I want someone that is a Christian I want someone who loves his family and is fun and athletic and is willing to do this this and this and is a beach person is a dog person Mm -hmm. like all these little things and um he ended up being just that yeah I think that and I threw out my list I know it's like those lists there we have them in our head I think expect the unexpected but also know that God like enjoys giving us our desires so like I remember when um Michael and I when our friend set us up she asked him what he was looking for in a woman and he was like well you know it's like dumb like they don't need to do this but like I really want someone who like loves fitness because I love to work out Mm -hmm. and he was like but like I've never dated anyone like that because like I realized that not everyone's like me right and she was like I know someone who is obsessed with fitness and same thing like Mm -hmm. needs someone who can work out with her and so we like always joke about that. Like I would, I didn't need you to be like this, right? But, but I'm the, glad you are. I'm so glad we get to experience this part of life yeah. together because it's like one of my favorite parts of my day. And when he's like, "I want to do it with you," I'm like, "Yes, thank you, Lord." Like I honestly step back and I'm like, "Thank you, God," because like you like giving us good gifts. Like yeah. you just like it. Yeah, you like seeing your children. I know. Happy, and I don't know. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, he delights in us being delight delighted. So I mean, I think that pray for that, pray for that person, and pray for those little things that you, um, yeah. Like I want someone who likes dogs as much as I do. You know, yeah. like it sounds silly, but if it means that, if it means that much to you, I think that God's just like got this perfect person for you. Mm-hmm. But also, don't be like like I remember when I. I could talk forever. You about cannot this. be on. You can be, don't be like psycho. Yeah, like, like I really wanted to date someone who was taller than six foot. Michael's five eight, maybe, <laughs> and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Like if I would have been, if Things I would have like not dated him because he was short, or mm-hmm. shorter than what I expected, then like I would have missed out on so much good. So right. like obviously, don't be psycho. Superficial things, yeah. can can slide, but uh, the must haves don't need to. Yeah, you don't need so. to set. Tanya Rad, who I'm obsessed with, is always like, don't settle, don't be someone's like leftovers, be their main course or something, mm-hmm. and like look for that in your, um, in your man, like yeah, too, like have him be your main course. I love that. <laughs> that sounds really gross. No, <laughs> what did that? Who said that on the Bachelor? They're like, Colton looks like such a snack. Oh yeah, <laughs> tonight, and I was like, that is a hilarious term. I don't think I would ever say that though. You a snack. Um, okay, we've been recording almost an, an hour. hour. Let's go over maybe one more question. We haven't gotten to the questions you guys asked, so maybe we'll do like a live on our Instagram. Oh instead. my gosh, yeah, that'd be good. Do that instead? Yeah. Okay, we can do that after. Okay. So, you want to do like a quick version of engagement stories, and then we'll wrap up with that? Yeah. Why okay. don't you go first? I feel like I talk a lot. <laughs> okay. Sorry, my life. Um, so, Jordan and I have been engaged almost a year it'll be a year in April and I think I've talked about this before that we were dating for like three years over three years and I was starting to get to the point where I was like losing my dang mind because if one more person asked me when we were getting engaged the worst question I would have lost it like 
When are you getting engaged? Well, don't you think if I I knew that? If I knew that, I would tell you. But I guess some people do. Going back to the fact that when he went ring shopping, he said everybody else there was with their girlfriend. So I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, I want to be surprised. This is like the one of the biggest surprises I can ever get in my life. So I'm going to give that to him to do on his own time. I didn't ever want to feel like I was pressuring him or that like when he did get down on money, it was only because I wanted him to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so it was this constant battle of that in my head of like being so frustrated with just like the world asking me and also being like, why are you not so excited to do this? With just letting it happen organically and giving him his space. Yeah. And so um, we celebrated our you know anniversary in February. My birthday was in March, like still nothing. And I was like, all right, it's fine. You know, <laughs> it's going to happen at some point. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and um, it was funny because we were invited to eight weddings last year. We had so many freaking weddings, which was awesome, but it was just a lot. And I remember after we got engaged, he was like, yeah, I, pr- I pretty much figured like I needed to propose before we went to any more weddings because I don't know if our relationship would have lasted yeah. <laughs> going to all those weddings and not being engaged yet. So anyway, um, I had booked a weekend in Wilmington. We were still living in Raleigh for some photo shoots. So I had an engagement session in Topsail. I had a couple session and a graduation session at Wrightsville Beach. And so it was like a work weekend for me, but I was like, oh, let's get someone to watch our dog. Let's get a hotel room and let's like make it a weekend because why not? And so um, Friday night, we like hung out with some friends, had some dinner, nothing happened then, which I literally did not think anything was happening that weekend Mm -hmm. until, so Saturday night, we went to Tower 7 for dinner and I had just gotten back from my engagement session and I was like, oh, you want to go, like, you want to go in the lifeguard stand and go make out? Just, like, kidding yeah. around with him. And he's like, yeah. And so we go out there. We didn't make out. But it. it was kind of cold. We're just sitting out there, like, looking at the stars. And we were talking about how badly we wanted to move there and how we could make it happen. Because I'm pretty sure, um, oh, that day, the day before, he had interviewed for his job that he has now. Oh. So it was literally, like, a work weekend because he was interviewing. I was shooting it was very, like, not really leisurely. Um, and we were talking about things like health insurance because I was like, well, we can't move unless I have health insurance. And, like, if I don't get a full-time job, then, like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, maybe we'll have to do long distance until I find something. And we're that was the conversation. Yeah. So it wasn't really It was romantic. very much like we need to make life decisions. Yeah. And um, I was like, I also just don't feel comfortable moving for a boyfriend. Like, I love you so much, and I know I want to marry you, but, like, I can't leave my awesome full-time job and say, like, oh, well, my boyfriend got a job, so I'm leaving. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we were sitting out there for a while, and eventually I was like, oh, I'm getting kind of cold. Do you want to go back? And he was like, no. (laughs) And I was like, okay, that's weird, but all right. So we, like, sat out there another maybe 15, 20 minutes, and then nothing happened. And then that was the only time I was like, what? You know, like, maybe thinking something, but not because it didn't end up happening. We go back to the hotel, go to sleep. Next morning, I leave for my shoots. He meets me for breakfast. I think we went to Neptune's or something for breakfast. And um, he's like, oh, let's go on one last walk on the beach before we head back to Raleigh. So I'm like, okay. I left my phone in the car, and but I brought my camera for whatever reason. So I have my camera around my neck. And we walked from kind of like where Wings is mm-hmm. all the way down to the south end, like past both piers and everything. 
and we just like lay down in the sand we're talking about like how much we could picture our life here which is kind of crazy looking back on now and eventually I felt like I was getting sunburned so we're like all right let's get up and walk back and then he was like all right but before we walk back like there's something I need to ask you got down on one knee and pulled out this huge box and the ring was just like reflecting off the water and like bright sun and I was like whoa yeah (laughs) blinded by it it was amazing and it was so fun because like nobody was around a couple people might have like been clapping in the background but I don't even really remember because I was so like felt like in another world and um obviously I said yes and then we had the whole walk I was waiting for that (laughs) we had the whole walk back to just be alone and like we didn't have our phones so we didn't call anybody yet until we got back to the car and it was awesome and then it made a whole lot more sense why he wouldn't hold my hand the whole walk because he was covering it his ring in his pocket yes this is rude like why isn't he holding my hand like fine whatever and that was why so oh anyway that's so cute it's intimate I love that I loved it all right you go I mean ours is yeah ours is I'll, I'll try and keep it short and sweet but it's similar we were on the beach as well um we we only dated a year before we got engaged um we were kind of like, well, we know, and we were older. Um, when so you know, you know. when you know, you know. So when we were dating, I I was living with my grandmother, um, and she she and I were super close, and um, she was get, getting really sick towards the towards right before he was about to propose, and I didn't know if he felt like he he wanted to propose while she was still alive, but I think that was something that. Um, I don't know, maybe it was in the back of his head, but she was getting really sick in September and she was in the hospital and he, um, had already, he had the ring for like a month and he ended up deciding on a date to propose. And that was when, um, our, both of our families were going to be in town actually. So I should have known, but, um, I think I'm just so like, that makes such a big difference, though, knowing that you can celebrate with all the people. I know. Right that was away. great. But anyways, he went to the hospital where my grandma was and without me, and I didn't know, and he showed her the ring. And mm. because it was one of those things where, like, it could be any day now mm-hmm. with her passing, and so he didn't want her to, like, pass away without knowing that, like, I'd be taken care of. So he went and showed her the ring, um, and I, of course, didn't know that till like, he proposed. But when he proposed... Both of our families were in town, and she had passed away about five days before he proposed. Um, and both of our families were in town, and we um, had this beach house at Wrightsville Beach that we were all kind of staying at together. And um, he and we were going to meet his family for Oceanic to go to dinner, and his brother and sister were like, let's just meet there for drinks earlier because, like, you know. <laughs> And so I went with his sister to go there early and his brother was outside waiting for us. And he, why, when Patrick comes up to me, he like Katie, like beelines away from me. And I'm like, where, where's she going? But he had this like note in his hand and he had a, a phone and headphones and he was like, all right, watch this video. And I was like, what the heck? So I start watching this video and Michael had put together this whole video with Patrick's help. Cause he's a videographer of like, um, reasons why he loved me, Stop. pictures of him showing grandma the ring and, um, oh my God, I'm going to cry. Yeah, it was so precious. And so at that point I was like, I'm getting engaged yeah. <laughs> because it was like so much like emotion. And, Aww. um, 
at the end of the video, Patrick handed me the letter and the letter like on the outside said, I can't wait to marry you. And on the inside, it was like all these reasons why he chose me to be, was choosing me to be his wife and his partner forever. And um, then Patrick's like, all right, follow me to the beach. And Michael thought that he had enough time to walk from like the very end of the South end to the oceanic to like get there in time. But like, he was still like half a mile away from me. (laughs) And so at this point I'm like, I'm getting engaged. Where's Michael? Like looking for him. He's like nowhere to be found. Patrick and I are just like walking towards the (laughs) South end. I'm like, where is he? I'm like freaking out. And then finally he meets up with, uh, we like meet like halfway through. We're like walking for five minutes and he has this letter, uh, board sign that says, I will always love you. And he, I don't, like, don't even remember what he said, but he got down on one knee and proposed and Patrick took beautiful photos. And after that, Patrick walked away and we like had some time at the gazebo at the South end where we kind of like have had a lot of special memories together and we just like talked and soaked it all in. And then we walked back to the beach house and all of our friends were there and he had flown or he didn't fly them out, but three of my friends from Texas had flown out and, um, were at the house waiting for me and I was just like I would have lost I just lost it I think I was more surprised at seeing them yeah um, than I was at like the whole situation but it was just it was very thoughtful and exactly what I wanted intimate with just us two and then also like a celebration with our friends so it was really sweet I love that and then we got married six months later (laughs) we had a quite good I applause for that (laughs) I know it's wedding planning right now wedding planning is the worst I am over it already. Um, I'm I'm excited, but it's a lot. So, props to you guys. For yeah, we did that. it. We're married. It's done. I wonder <laughs> if it almost would have been like cooler to just be like, all right, all of this is done. Let's just do it. Because there's been so many like ups and downs with like, okay, we got to book this, but now there's like this big chunk of time where you don't do anything. The waiting season. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. But it's kind of nice. To it's have, good too, though, because be you get to enjoy it, and you're yeah. just like, we're engaged and we're fun. Yeah, we're cute. It's kind of like lost its newness now you know yeah it's been like almost a year and now we're just like full wedding planning mode but I'm still gonna try to enjoy it for all that it's worth so yeah baby all right well we don't need to do our three questions because we've already (laughs) answered those before yes you want to but yeah this was like sorry we talked so much but we could literally talk about relationships forever we could this I felt like was the most girl talk in your living room episode because it's just like how girls talk Um, so I realize we will lose a lot of guy listeners (laughs) this week and that's fine. This is for you ladies. We love you. Um, we will get to your Instagram questions on like a, a on a live feed, um, either today or tomorrow. So stay tuned for that, but we love you so much. And remember at the end of the day, love God, love yourself and everything will fall into place. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Love you, Bye.